Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Snatch arrived at Beldaf's with a spring in his step. He had a mission and a plan, a folio to collect. He interrupted the phoenix in the middle of an experiment. Snatch waited in the study while Beldaf returned to his excrement. Beldaf rebounded, catching Snatch by surprise. He gave the folio to the halfling. Trust in his eyes. The Goliath met Lysanovich, but disliked his suggestion. Greymead was a refuge, though its walls were in question. Throwing stones and breaking bones, Barakai proved he was strong. A wall is a wall, but with Lucas, it might not take so long. Thandor and Beck sought out a bowman who used to be an adventurer. Canny Darrell was his name. Apparently, he used to be an adventurer. Aelan spent his time poking his nose through dusty old books. He hoped he would find answers in the library's hidden nooks. At the Phoenix, the people were frightened and needing cheer. So the bard took it upon herself to dispel their latent fears. To quiet their hearts, she asked for faith in Grey Mead. Their strength and courage was the one shield they'd need. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 30. Our heroes are in Greymead. There's an oncoming goblin horde. They are currently bolstering the defences of the city. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brokai, the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan and I'm playing Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempus. My name's Jack and I'm playing Ariki's song, a tiefling bard. My name's Ben, I'm playing Snatch the Halfling Rogue. And my name is Greg, I'm playing Aelan, Aaron, Aeon, and Asimar, Sorcerer of Helm. And I'm also the Dungeon Master for today. Which everyone sounds like Aelan. <laughs> yeah, everybody sounds like Aelan. What was Aelan doing last episode? He was going from temple to temple. That's right. Discovering any knowledge he could about the artifacts hidden under the city. And he was sent on a wild goose chase. Yeah, that's right. He's just been the whole day. Right all around the city. Yeah, <laughs> as you're heading back after a big night at the pub, we all got drunk without him. Um, you <laughs> head back to the citadel, and as you're heading back to your rooms, uh, you come across him, and he's still walking around the. He's like Thandor. I cannot find it anywhere. I've looked all day. Oh, that's that's. <laughs> That's no good. I thought it was just straight down that road. Um, anyway, I'm tired. It's uh, yeah, it's I'll a big turn day. In. That is quite some bit of metal you got in your mouth there. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, ding. It's a <laughs> it's shiny uh, grill. Why don't we all on the pub? Twinkles at you. 
No, you finished the at the pub and uh, oh, yeah, we're not doing. We're not going to do a pub episode. Okay, we're back in the keep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a, a big night and um, you rest the night and uh, wake up the next day and back to your task. Brackeye, you go back to the wall and the workers return and you continue to, to first work to go to the that. window, then to the wall. Get loud. Yeah, and the sweat round my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Thandor, you uh, head back to the barracks and you start organising the um, forces to go out and construct these uh, watchtowers around the outskirts of the, the city. And uh, Snatch, you wake up. What, what are you doing today? Well, after my first two breakfasts, uh, I will go and... <laughs> See if I can't spend some of this coin on some magic items and stock up on some poison. When do your second two breakfasts happen? After, First thing. After yeah. Mornos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, stop then you sit down and finish the next two breakfasts. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I probably don't get away till mid-morning. <laughs> it takes me a while to get through it all. Just after lunch, yeah. uh, you head, you roll down to the uh, <laughs> corner. Uh, you got your hat on? Yeah, damn straight I got my hat on. And uh, my gold braces. Awesome. Yep. Uh, what's your passive perception? And I look fine. Uh, my passive perception, <laughs> I don't need to roll for that. It's 15. You don't, as you're heading through the, the city, it's crowded and um, you don't hear the approach of a young urchin boy behind you. Um, but as he leaps up and tries to grab his hat, uh, your hat, his hat off your head, <laughs> um, you sort of weave around in the crowd and he falls flat on his face behind you and you turn around and you see the refugee boy uh, and he's reaching out for your hat he's on the, on the floor I play keeps his off for a second no I don't <laughs> you kick him in the face or what? <laughs> what's the matter kid I, I gave you silver piece for your hat but that's my lucky hat so it's mine now looks good on me you're a big meanie, sir. That was my lucky hat. All I got now is my lucky scarf, my lucky overcoat, oh. my lucky left shoe. All right, unnamed NPC, you can have your hat back. And here's another silver piece for, for your troubles. I'm sorry. My name's you... Tommy. Tommy. Thanks for my hat back. Yeah. Still a dickhead. He kicks you in the shins and runs off. He tries to <laughs> kick me in the shins. Roll a D20, thanks, Tommy. He kicks you in the shit. You oh, <laughs> didn't even look at it. <laughs> All right. All right. And I think after that little interaction, I'm going to keep an eye out for uh, just to see if Nim's been watching me. Uh, make a perception check. That is 18 on the dice, 23. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so you see uh, the swirl of a cloak as a figure disappears behind a nearby chimney stack and mm -hmm. you surmise that that's Nim keeping an eye on you. All right, well, I'll let out a uh, little Thieves Guild whistle that she will know, uh, that only she and I will know, just so she knows I saw her. Uh, She's not you, as sneaky as she thinks. As you do the whistle, she steps out and glares at you, pulls her hood up and jumps off the other side of the uh, building out of your sight. Uh, and her, the, you see the cloak flare up behind her and take the form almost like wings as she glides down to the street. Does a big like shoot of hay shoot into the sky because she's an assassin from Assassin's Creed? Yeah, she lands Ubisoft. in the hay. There's, there's a hay by Ubisoft. Yeah, there's. A, you just hear this eagle's cry. Yeah. <laughs> Pew. 
There's always a convenient stack of palm fronds or a, yeah. <laughs> a hay-laden um, yeah. cart wherever you need it to be for a big jump. How convenient. They're mm. just everywhere. Every yeah, motherfucker's got a hay-laden cart right now. Fucking medieval times. That's Jeez. all I know. Love That's their all. hay. Yeah. yeah. No animals. Let's get this show on the road then. I want to go go to this Key of Mysteries shop. Yeah, you approach the Key of Mysteries. This is a really well-built building, so a, a square stone building, two stories, slate roof, uh, well put together, very simple, um, but it's much more solid and straight than the buildings around it. So a lot of the other buildings are like wood and they sort of lean against this building or lean out into the street or um, the planks along the front are slightly... Uh, bowed or bent and um yeah this this building stands stark because of its straight lines uh, there's two windows on the bottom first and second floor uh, on the front and each of them is shuttered with a heavy metal shutter uh, and a large uh, wooden iron bound door sits in the front of the the shop as you approach uh, you see flickers of red light around the edge of the the doorway oh this looks arcane uh, there's a key hanging from the signpost above the door. Like on a chain? No, like just a large, like a novelty key. Oh, like, like big? Like a big, like sign So a couple of key. feet, okay. Yeah. Oh, can I push? Is there a knocker? Yeah, you can, you, there's a, a handle. Doorbell? There's a handle? You'd... Yeah, I'll, I'll press it. You press the door handle. Nothing happens. Oh, the door handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I hate that when you like you push when it says pull. Whoops! So I'll turn the door handle. Oh, and the door in. opens. Yeah, thanks. yeah. <laughs> um, Master robe. You step into another store, similar layout, uh, front room with the the uh, bar sort of bench in the center towards the back and the shelves on all the walls around uh, here there are some racks and shelves in the center of the room as well and uh, behind this uh, the desk or um, counter uh, there are a series of glass cases all around you there's all like a random assortment of all different kinds of items like different uh, some small packages of potions and scepters and some weapons hang on the, the wall. The um, magical, right? Yeah, so like, everything is like a, a magical item God of some kind. Uh, yeah, you step in and you can feel the weight of the expense in this store. The, oh, the, geez, the I wouldn't know what to steal first. Um, Bloody hell. As you do, uh, a great. door opens behind uh, the counter uh, and a tiefling steps out. Uh, she shuts the door behind her. Uh, she has uh, messy brown hair and uh, like curled uh, horns on the side of her head, like a sheep or yep, ram. ram. And uh, she has uh, purple skin uh, and uh, wears a, an, an incredibly well tailored like leather jacket buckled across her chest. Uh, around her neck, uh, a necklace hangs uh, a number of keys dangling from her necklace. And you see all like off her belt pouch and uh, belt and uh, accoutrements, little keys hang everywhere. Uh, and a rod hangs uh, at her side. So like a slightly demonic Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. With keys. <laughs> With keys. Uh, as she steps out of the door, um, you catch a glimpse behind her, uh, and this the room is uh, set up. There's like a, a an ar uh, arcane symbol drawn on the ground, uh, and in the centre there's a plinth uh, with a book, a large book, open on it. Uh, and you get a quick glimpse of the book, and it seems that 
lettering of flame writhes on the pages of this book and the the pages seem to be of some sort of cured skin or flesh and she hastily shuts the door and she's like ah hello uh how can i help you good day uh uh blex 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 aoki blex aoki uh yes my name's snatch pleasure to meet you welcome are you looking for an item snatch i am actually i'm um i was wondering if you might have a bag of holding i've i've heard that you know, you can buy these bags that have extra-dimensional space inside them. I do, yes. Uh, she goes behind the counter and uh, starts rummaging around. And as she's uh, rummaging through a chest of items, she says, ah, Snatch, are you one of the, the so-called Type 5? Oh, you've heard of us? Yes, I've heard all about you. Um, she's rummaging and she's throwing things out of the chest behind her and she comes up with a bag of holding and places it on the counter. Oh, yes, I, I am actually. That's right. Oh. So you've heard of us. Yeah. Hmm. I've heard of you too, actually, that oh. you are a, uh, a, a dealer in fine magic items and uh, perhaps poisons. Ah, one of those customers. Right, um, she rattles right. underneath and pulls out a, uh, a pack of five vials. Well, that's exactly what I need. Do you uh, perhaps have any discounts going for a pack of five poison? And The bag is a thousand gold pieces. One thousand gold and pieces. And the vials are a hundred gold pieces each. They are good for five applications per vial. I don't suppose there's any talking you down from, from uh, those prices. You know, have you got anything to trade or...? Uh, Snatch rifles through his character sheet. I've got, <laughs> got these old pants. <laughs> I don't want your shitty old pants. <laughs> so is it true you've all those things they're saying? Depends what the things are, but probably... You fought some goblins and saved a bunch of townsfolk. Yeah, and something about. We also fought against some um, monsters. And well, beasts, fiends from a, another plane. Ah, you wouldn't have to know anything about that, would you? And I'd describe what we saw Bruvel go through. Oh, look, not assuming just because you're a tiefling and all, but yeah, just because I'm a tiefling and a warlock, <laughs> well, no need to like yeah, pigeonhole I... <laughs> me. All right, my. Uh, Benefactor is actually a demon, so shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> rather keep demons well away from my asshole if it's all the same to you. Um, we're, we're how uh, this is all happening while um, Snatch is rifling through his bag and seeing what he might be able to trade to talk you down in price. And um, he's like, oh, "I love the shop. I really like what you've done with the place here. I'm wondering what what's with all the keys." I just I like to collect keys, oh. knowledge, items. Oh, I'm also wondering, uh, Blex, if you might happen to have heard any rumours about um, p- powerful artefacts that may or may not be around the city. Well, that sort of information is hard to come by. Which is why I'm here. Good information. would be worth a lot, right? It would. She looks at you, raised eyebrows. Um, he looks at her with, with raised eyebrows. Look, I have something that might be of interest. I have a, a part of a map that I bought from an adventurer before he entered the depths underneath the city. A location for one of the two greater artifacts that are told to be buried under this city. Well, that that sounds kind of useful. Hmm. I don't Perhaps, know. I, don't know. I can usually find my way, but... Uh... How about a vial of blood or a lock of hair from each of the Type 5? In return for that, I'll give you the map. And a thousand gold 
for the bag and the vials. Tell you what, give me the map now and I'll give you a vial of my blood oh, and I'll no come back with the rest. Snatch. I've heard all about you. She leans over the counter and pats you on the head. That's that's a bit demeaning. Um, I'll take your offer demoning. into... Con- hmm? Demoning. De- it's a bit demoning, yes. Yeah, great pun. She must Flex. take offence at that, surely. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. She Is that heard what you it. said? No, no, it's not what How I said. How dare you? Oh, shit, I'm getting <laughs> out of here. You know what? Uh, I'll take your offer into consideration. It's very kind. And uh, I, I will present it to my companions and see what they say. You are dealing with Thanes of Greymead, so hopefully they don't get upset and rain fury down on your little shop you've got here. Mm. But uh, here, kindly, is your uh, thousand gold pieces for these two items, and uh, thank you very much. And he goes to tip a bowler hat that's no longer on the top of his head. She's, she <laughs> smirks at you. Your friends are welcome any time. All right, then. Well, we'll see you off you fuck then. Anytime. This got weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk out. Okay. I hand uh, over the thousand gold reluctantly and grab the Oh no no no. Bag it's of part holding. of the package. Oh, just the bag of holding? And the vial of no. What the fuck kind of establishment That's part is this? Of a package lady? Deal. Oh what? So you're not selling me any of that? I've got to take the map and give you everyone's vial of blood and lock a hair. Or it wasn't and no need to inflate it. Well, Reasonable request. I wasn't listening to you. So, what is the actual offer? Uh, a vial of blood or a lock of hair from each of you for the map. Okay. And if you purchase the map, then I will give you those things for a thousand gold. Otherwise, the standard price stands. Which is 1100 gold. For one vial and the bag. All right. Well, give me that because I want that now and I'll go away and think about the rest. All right. Fucking discount, tiefling shop bullshit. <laughs> Tomorrow, bloody. Not smiling on me today, is she? Uh, pleasure doing business with you, Lex. Fucking halflings. <laughs> Fucking tieflings. <laughs> I walk out of the shop wondering what the fuck just happened. <laughs> do I try to convince the rest of you that we should do it or do, do I just, just take steal it, it yeah. somehow? Yeah, totally, yeah. Ocean's Head. 5 episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you head out of the shop um, and something twigs in your mind and you find a secluded spot and you open up the folio and as you're flicking through you find uh, the part where there's rumours about the shield Um, and as you're flicking through the different notes and diagrams and and pictures uh, you find uh, uh, half a map in the folio Ooh, I wonder if this is the other half fucking probably I'll have to go away and have a think then Arikis. I guess I, I start uh, going around to a bunch of the other taverns in the in the city. But before I do that, Ariki heads out and uh, seeks out information regarding the location of Rouen Beriel. Yeah, uh, you head out into the city and you're looking around and you ask a few people and uh, everyone knows the woman who paints faces and she often appears in different parts of the city wherever there are children. Um, but no one ever knows where she's going to be on a day. Uh, and, uh, you know, people talk warmly of her and how she uh, cheers up the, the kids uh, in the city and uh, you 
traipsed around the city all day uh, looking for her. Uh, and as it's coming towards the afternoon, you actually head outside the city to the, the slum areas uh, that are on the banks of, of the river. <sighs> where the... F- where, where could she be? I... Ugh! I kick a... Can. 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 Frustrating. Can. Can. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Greymead, where you're only ever 30 metres from a cannery. <laughs> <laughs> you kick a can down the street and it bounces off the cobblestones and down into an alleyway. And as you walk down, you see that there's actually a queue of children that fill this, this alley laneway. Uh, and uh, the afternoon sun is behind you shining down uh, this alleyway and you turn in and um, you see a, an old lady sat on a, um, a stool uh, and next to her a, a half-elf stands and watches over her and there's a, a queue of children all fidgeting and waiting impatiently and a few parents dotted along uh, the line as the kids all wait to get their faces painted and yeah. uh, she has a, a little palette that she's painting from. All right, get out of the way, off you go. Um, excuse me. You wade through the children. <laughs> yeah. I've got some important business to get to. Excuse me. Then coming through. Then coming through. Yes, I do have one of these badges that you know what that means, don't you? Can I, can I see it closer? Well, I guess so. Yeah. Whatever, look. Yeah, give it. Can I have it for a minute? I want to wear it. Listen, ah. buddy. Oh. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Uh, I'm just a kid. And I lift her, the, her up. Oh, I'm, I'm a high kid And now. I put her on a box and then keep walking. Oh, I'm on a box. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, you wade through the children down the alleyway uh, to the end and um, the old lady is painting the, the child's face and she looks up uh, and the sun is in her eyes. She's like, oh... Can I help you, dear? Ah, uh, hello. Um, are you Beriel? Yes, I am Beriel, the elf. Um, the old lady. Got a little <laughs> bit of a shush out. Can the I? Lady. Can I push out the kid that she's painting? <laughs> and you push her out of the way, as smearing as the just, last line of her dark ball just, face paint. <laughs> as she just starts painting my face. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you sit in her lap. <laughs> you push the kid out of the way, and she's like, "Oh, I just." And she puts the brush on your face, and then sort of like draws the outline of your eyes and your nose, and and then she puts the brush down and and holds lifts up her hands and, and holds the side of your face and sort of runs and her, doesn't rely on her eyes but on the touch she's like oh, oh it's you it's you dearie wait are you blind are you, you no I've got a little bit of vision <laughs> got cataracts okay? I was going to say that's pretty impressive um, how do you know what my face looks like then I, I know you you're back 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 oh is it hot? And the half-elf steps forward and puts a hand on uh, your shoulder and is like, look at what you've done. You've made her all confused. I don't I don't think she is confused. What, what were you saying? How do you, you know me? You, I remember. Are you here for what is... Ooh. And she faints a little bit and, and sort of falls back a little bit. And for what is, is yours? And uh, her eyes roll back in her head and... Uh, the half elf's like, what, what have you done? What have you done to her? And he scoops her up and the children all start crying all around you. 
Parents are shouting like, what's happening up there? And he scoops up the old lady. And as he carries her down the um, alleyway past you, her hand sort of reaches out towards you. She says, sing me the song. What song? What song do you want me to sing? The song. The one with the three kids in the forest or? (laughs) She's gone. (laughs) I'm fine. Can I follow? Yeah, I follow, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just, the half elf keeps looking at the show like, leave us alone, you pervert. Play the opening, like, couple of notes of every song you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good way to do it. Sure, yeah, yeah. You follow behind her in the street, playing, a, like, different notes as he uh, takes her through the uh, slums out to the very outskirts of do town the to a little hovel. No, they're oh. all crying and <laughs> shitting their pants. Throwing cans at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kicking um, in the shins and um, and a whole bunch of children learned to hate tieflings that day oh shit balls. yeah the, the old lady's like very poorly dressed um, and same with the half elf next to her not that she's poor she's just a really crap dresser yeah she's just really <laughs> well, she's <not> blind <laughs> <laughs> stripes and spots and yeah. feels good but just terrible pattern <laughs> yeah they're all just really nice textures like like Lanolin. Lanolin. And <laughs> Lanolin. Is that that shit you put Lanolin. on the floor? Yeah. Microfiber and... <laughs> Cement. <laughs> <laughs> Plaster of Paris. The hair of a badger. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. She's wearing clothes badger. made from the hair badger. of a badger. She buys them from the pelt salesman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bloody canny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you follow them playing all the songs you know down the street um, and he goes into the hovel with her and kicks the door shut behind. Uh, and you in see, my face? Yeah, in oh. your face. And you can see through the small window at the front of the, the building that he lays her on a bed at the back and sort of gets a cool cloth and dabs at her forehead. Um, Leave us alone! Uh, from outside, I start playing Healing Word and surround the house with the sound of um, healing. Yeah, you make soothing <laughs> sounds yeah. with your instrument, with my and uh, yeah. and you you heal her. You cast healing word on her, and you see the spell settle over her, and and rest seems to come into her face, which was agitated before, and she drifts off into a a deep trance. Hmm. <laughs> She's got some herbs from the shelf. Deep shop. trance. <laughs> I knock on the door. Go away. Look, I I realised we got off to a bad start. It's just no one's really ever recognised me around here. You know, from before. It's just my grandmother. She gets confused sometimes. Okay. You would too if you were 1,300 years old. Wait, wait, what? Thir- 1,300 years old. Yeah, cracks the door open. Yes, she's an elf. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I probably know that. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. That adds up, yeah. I, you know, the wrinkles just threw me, I guess. Uh, never mind. Um, 
Well, I'm in, and I stick my foot in the, <laughs> in the door. <laughs> um, he steps back from the door. What do you want? <laughs> I just, I just like to have a drink of some tea, if that's all right. I don't have any tea. I'm poor. Uh, uh, we only live off the donations from painting the children's faces. What if I said I could? You could have all the tea you wanted. What? If, what if I said you could have a lot of tea? Nobody wants to give us work in this town, and she cares for painting the faces of the children. That's all she wants to do, and she doesn't have long left, so what? that's what, what we do. What about if there was a lot more people to paint faces? Who? who Everyone. What do you mean? I mean... We could paint the town red, the red? city red. <laughs> Noses. Noses. <laughs> <laughs> but to what end? What mad end would we do this? You know the city is surrounded by goblins soon, right? Oh. Well, you know, yeah, I heard things. It wasn't in the Braille news, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not blind. <laughs> Words can't read. <laughs> yeah. Just illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> the Middle up. Ages. <laughs> Feudalism. Doing it right. You know what they say about goblins and clowns, right? Well, everybody knows that. A clown is a goblin's worst fear. Aye. And, well, if you and your talents could be used to, well, make everyone look like a clown, I mean... Apart from it being horribly terrifying, it would also be horribly terrifying for the goblins. Well, look, she's resting now, but you can ask her tomorrow. Come by. We'll be in the slums again. All right. I'll I'll come by then. When she is in her right mind, she's very wily and will ask a heart, will drive a hard bargain of you. That's okay. Consider it done. And as I'm leaving, I... Open up their mailbox and slip a bunch of tea in there. <laughs> Steal their mail. <laughs> I'll see exactly how much money they have. Identity fraud. There's a letter from the bank. Yeah, payday loans. I slip some gems into the into the mailbox. Okay, the mailbox is in their door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you close the door behind you and just slip it through the mail slot of the door. And, and thank you as you walk away. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival has started and in three weeks' time, yours truly, Dice Paper Roll, will be live at Storyville on Sunday, April the 15th and, of course, the week after that on the 22nd. The show starts at 4pm, but come on down a little bit early to listen to the episode that we released that week. Storyville, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Dice Paper Roll, baby! So you head back uh, to the keep and you all go about uh, the things that you've been set to. So Snatch, you uh, continue to study the folio and uh, look for rumours and information about uh, where the artefacts might be hidden in mm-hmm. the city and you carefully consider Blex's offer. Are you wanting to do anything with that right now or are you going to just think about it? Uh, I don't think that Snatch is probably stupid enough to just 
give a lock of hair from everybody without them knowing. Even though he's tempted, it's a warlock and he doesn't know everything about that. So I think when I see the rest of the gang, I'll tell them and say, hey, look, here's what I found. Half map. I met Black Aoki, kind of scary uh, tiefling warlock, and this is her offer. And I think we, I, I think we should seriously consider it because I strongly suspect that this is the other half of the map, and it could be one of the strongest leads we have so far. Well, if it means saving the city, I don't mind giving a lock of my shiny little locks. <laughs> hair, it's hair, called my hair. shiny hair. He flicks it over his shoulder, freshly washed too. I appreciate that shiny man, but. It seems like a very risky thing to do. You've got lots to give, I'm just saying. Yeah, come on, when did you grow so attached to it? You've only had it for two days. It's not the hair I'm worried about, it's what she's going to do with it. And I'm mm. losing it. We've seen dark magic in the past. That's right. And it hasn't been good. Let me just say that, just throwing that out there. It's I true. guess, you know, yeah. degrees of level between cutting off a lock of hair and sacrificing a child, just... Just degrees. But there. why like... Why does she want the lock of hair? What purposes could that be for? Can we Ariki? ask her? What do you reckon? Can we, can I, we go I, ask I did her? forget to ask her. I was somewhat intimidated. Or blood, the time. don't forget. She said blood as well. Well, I feel a bit less inclined to do the blood. But what if the hair is worse? I don't know much about it. We could stop by and ask Beldaf or Lady V, someone who might know. I'm not convinced, but if the rest of you think that it's worthwhile... Then I will acquiesce. Well, I mean, we can only inquire. I think, yeah, ask Beldaf. I'm happy with that. We could always get someone else's hair, and I could try to, you know. I feel pull, like pull that's a shifty. A bad yeah, pull idea. a shifty. But I, I, she seems to, you know, have looks. Looks like she might see right through yeah, something like that. I don't know if you want to mess with a, a warlock's patron. Yeah. Trick Did you try? I and think ask? they might be a bit pissed at that. Yeah. Well, and it's a demon, so um. Definitely don't want to fuck with that. What's a patron? Uh, well, if you go to patreon.com forward slash newspaper roll and give us money, you are a patron. Uh, no, warlocks, um, well, I, do you know what? I don't really know much about the mystical ways of warlocks, but I think it's, uh, it's how warlocks get their powers, isn't it, Alan? I believe it's derived from dark power of demons. Yeah, yeah. Wow, your voice really changed right then. I know. What was that it, about? It was, I was just trying to be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, well, 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 really well, finally done. I've really been practicing worked. my DM skills. <laughs> really works. So the new good. grill has a voice synthesizer in it. <laughs> no, I just want to add a little light and shade. You know, it's always yeah. happy. And I just wanted to... So I don't sound like all my characters all the time. Yeah, <laughs> change it up. Maybe I'll try and add some new things, you know? Well, Beldaf seems like a smarter person to ask. Yeah, all right. Well, let's go to Beldaf then. Yeah. You'll troop down to Beldaf's place. Clux opens the door and Beldaf, fully dressed, we barge in. Uh, is uh, sitting in his favorite chair, smoking a pipe and um, reading a book. Well, oh, what what are you lot? What always trouble with you five? Uh, I love that. Beldaf is now like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> I've always imagined him more of a Nixon. <laughs> like Deadpool, Deadpool with his costume off. Yeah. But, yeah. What What do you fucking want? <laughs> oh, sorry to intrude, All Master right, Beldaf. Yeah. Um, it's a pleasure to I see you. Every time I need to take a shit. <laughs> well, I, I come bearing gifts. I brought you a uh, jar of um, some of the finest coffee from um, the Dale Lands. I hear it's very good. Was passed through a stoat, I heard. 
Yeah, it makes it even oh, better. I do love that blend. Yeah. Where's my fucking folio? Well, I did. You didn't get my um. <clears throat> it's, oh, um, I got it. You didn't get my um permission. Well, I I, <laughs> I didn't, but I waited for. Didn't quite, get my um. No, I I waited for a very long time. Didn't, didn't get. I, it was ten minutes max. Well, it always feels like that, but I'm telling you, it was closer to an hour, and I had pressing business. Snatch was telling us he could hear you. Shut you, up, Mariki. And I try to stamp on your toe. Sh- Ouch. Yeah. He, he said it. that you've got a problem. You should get that checked out. Hey, uh, look, a little bit of IBS is not uncovered. And <laughs> a bit of Pepto-Bismol helps out a lot. <laughs> all right, all right, build up. That's enough. It's in safe hands, and I reach into the bag of holding, and I pull out the folio. Say, see? It's in pristine condition. He, mage hand, lifts it up and floats it over and puts it on the table next to him. If you want to borrow a book, you can ask. I left two gold for the library card. You, no one was here to take the photo. You, it's not about... I, I don't need your pathetic gold pieces. But you took it. Yeah, what's what's in the book? <laughs> Why'd you take the book? Well, I haven't told you guys about that yet. No, you oh, haven't. That's yes. Right. <laughs> Stealing is wrong, Yes, yes, you know, yes, he has. <laughs> because he was having the I conversation about yeah. giving the hair or blood, yeah. right? Mm, so yeah. he told us about the yeah. map. Ah, uh, good call. Yep, okay. Right. I wasn't stealing, I was burrowing for safekeeping. Last time I was in your house, Beldaf, your servant spilt potion on all sorts of items and nearly cut the house down with everything coming alive. When I got here the other day, he's had a bloody pair of secateurs. Yeah, I thought well. I should keep this folio safe. I mean, no one likes a snake in the grass, Snatch, but fair enough. <laughs> Come on, let me roll a bluff check to see if that was good at least. Snitches get stitches, mate. You can borrow the <laughs> folio stats. Just ask me before you borrow my things. <laughs> you fucker. Just like my little brother. <laughs> you want to take my things? Just ask. All right, can I take your things? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you come here for? Look, I apologise, Beldafo. I know it was wrong of me. And uh, look, there is some very important stuff in that folio, some very important information. Now, Ariki's mentioned a prophecy that you've spoken of, and there's a lot of things happening around the city at the moment. We came back here because there is half a map in that folio that potentially leads to one of these artifacts that I'm sure, no doubt, you are aware of. Now, do you know of uh, Blex Aoki? Ah, yes, the warlock. Yes, she says she has another half of the map, but she'll only give it to us if we map. Hmm? A map. Pretty sure it's, it's, a, it's a reasonable, you know, assumption to say that it's the same map. So look. But she wants a. Yes, she lock wants a lock of hair from each of us, or, or blood. a vial of blood. I, I probably should have just asked if that was a good idea to start with. A black. He laughs uproariously. Uh, yes, just give her a lock of hair. She only wants it for a scrapbook. What? <laughs> she collects information on adventures. That's why she has the map in the first place. Oh, so it's not some weird warlocky thing? Oh, probably not. I mean, I'd give the head or the blood, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gee, I didn't even think of that. Huh. 
Hey, that really sounded much more nefarious when you really... <laughs> when you put a flaming altar behind <laughs> with a book made of skin covered in flaming letters. The yeah. important thing is context is everything. That's the, right. important, uh, the lesson today, kids, yes. is don't judge by first impressions. <laughs> we call it prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover made out of human skin. <laughs> 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 Don't judge a black spots cover. <laughs> Good. Well, you've really settled my uh, my doubts and my nerves there, Belda. Um, How's your coffee? <laughs> I, I haven't brewed it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. And how would I have time? We were just saying, we were just standing here talking. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah, I'll brew some tomorrow morning. Thank you. All right. Take the folio and get the fuck out. Oh, I was about to ask. Yeah, Thomas. you can borrow it. Thanks, Belda. He keeps the coins. Um, so do you all head down to Blex's shop? Yeah, yeah, would you guys sure. want to come? Yeah, yeah. She's an interesting character. Yeah. 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 Did you say she was a tiefling? Yeah, she is. I didn't think yeah. to ask where she's from. Hmm. So you go back and the same, the shop, uh, the bit large stone building with the heavily shuttered windows and the large um, heavy door, and you open the door. and I the... turn the handle and go, I look at them. It's a turn handle. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I thought you had I to push. Yeah, I definitely would have pushed that. I would have pressed it. Really. You know, <laughs> you've got to really think about the design of your handles. It's... I would have lifted. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting yeah, yeah. yeah, I. Nice to be in the minority sometimes. Is that Phil or Alan? I would have fucking lifted. <laughs> Fuck you. Phil says as he runs naked down the street behind you. <laughs> He's just on Roy Rage. <laughs> <laughs> he's Phil's just overturning carts down the <laughs> road. Phil knows he's going to have to evacuate everyone from the outskirts, so he's, gonna, he's got a big job. He's got to move people out of the house. He's under a lot of stress right now. <laughs> he's not sleeping too good. <laughs> Tough time in his career. Um, uh, yeah, so you head in, and uh, the same light comes from around the door frame and the window shutters, and the same store is laid out with all the wealth of magic items, and you're all like a bit... Whoa. This looks great. And uh, the door behind the counter opens again. And this time a green verdant field and a blue sky is behind the door. And um, a rainbow fills the sky in scudding white clouds. And a unicorn does a little uh, prance, like a rear <laughs> up on, it, on the hill. And so there's like a Mr. Whippy shit made of rainbow <laughs> colors <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, there's a Mr. Whippy in the background yeah, as well. Yeah, it does that too. Um, <laughs> And oh uh, she steps through and the door closes behind her. Ah, <laughs> uh, bring you some visitors, Blex. What the hell was that? Ah, uh, the whole Type 5. Have you thought about my offer? Yes, we have. Uh, may I introduce uh, Aelan Aaron, the Acema, uh, Brackeye, Thandor, and Ariki Song. Well, pleasure to meet you all in person. And she opens up a book, like a large uh, book behind the counter, and she pulls out a, a pencil, and she uh, sort of starts to sketch as she talks to you, and she says, so have you thought about my offer? And she seems to be altering something on the page. What will you use it for? Um, she uh, turns the scrapbook around, and there's uh, an image of each of the characters sketched on the sketchbook, and she's like, I'm just going to add the hair. Better if it's real. <laughs> Oh, scrapbooking. <laughs> the darkest evil of them all. <laughs> the darkest of dark arts. Warlocks dabble in here. Unseen <laughs> <laughs> horrors. Get out while you can. 
Is that a collage? Snatch throws himself in front of the door. Stop, Brack Eye! No! It's all right. At some stage, you have to bear yourself to the wonders of the world. I know you've been on your own for a long time. But, 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 it's a book with a picture in it. It's a collage. No. There's a stack of cut up mac- magazines in the corner, some clag glue. Ariki's <laughs> is like, Rolling in the corner, just in the fetal position. Just... <laughs> the door um, behind the counter blows open, and this time it's a flaming, like raging hellscape, and a hot <laughs> wind blows through and ruffles the pages of the scrapbook until it falls open on a picture of Robert Dowdy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> the door slabs closed. <laughs> That's all perfectly normal. I feel reassured now. Yeah, I know yeah. that Robert Downey Jr. is involved. <laughs> yeah. Is everyone? I really like him. I really good. like him. He wouldn't do yeah. a bad movie. No. Uh, what, what do you think, everyone? That's, I think yeah, that's a pretty solid. Yeah, right yeah. 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 I like being immortalised in a scrapbook. Hey, lad's cutting you. his hair and he heads over a lock. Brackeye, yeah, yeah. Cuts off a bit. Everybody, it takes you a while, Brackeye, to get through the lichen. Brackeye it's quite actually thick. gives her a lot of lichen. <laughs> <laughs> actually, like takes it's the one of the big tufts. <laughs> Once he starts, he just can't stop. And, and, and just, no, I just wanted one lock. I'd really that this. He shears himself like a lamb. <laughs> you're, you're totally manscaping, just like getting it all nice. Um, she takes a piece of each of the hair and like weaves it into the scrapbook and turns it around. It actually works really well with the pictures she's drawn. Oh, that looks quite uh, like you, Brackeye. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that. It's pretty good. Actually, you've got quite a, uh, a hand there, Blex, for the old drawing stuff. Thank you. Yeah. You could, you could make a living out of that if you want. Probably. Wanted. Map. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, uh, please opens the door again, and this time it's the chamber with the um, the flesh book with the flaming letters. There's a series of bookcases on either side. She goes over and um, pulls a rolled up leather map from the scroll cases, uh, walks back out, and, and hands it over. It's like, is there are there any other items in my shop that might interest you? Always happy to help. Actually, I just thought you you're pretty good with a brush, right? I have some skills. What about if you were scrapbooking on people's faces? What dark wizardry is this? <laughs> it's it's an idea. Have you heard about clowns and goblins? Well, of course. Everybody knows about clowns and goblins. Uh, excellent. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> She shakes your head. <laughs> I'll right. paint the faces of everybody in town like a clown. It's a brilliant idea, Arikis. I don't know why anyone hasn't thought of it earlier. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, you're on it. Well, glad to be in service of the Thanes, and uh, good luck with the item. I hope you find it. She ushers you out of the store. Thanks, Blex. Bye. Thanks, um, Blex. I should have brought you guys last time. I, I, that was much easier with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> She's much friendlier. <laughs> Um, the two pieces of the map go together and you figure out where under the lay of the city the 
the artifact according to these maps and all the notes that you found uh, may be buried and um, you talk to Kenny and he says that he can help guide you under the city because he used to be an adventurer <laughs> did I tell you that um, uh, yeah so he can guide you under the city and um, each of the tasks that you set in motion uh, begins to unfold over the next two weeks uh, so the arch over the the gate, the west gate, is uh, removed and refitted uh, as as it goes along, and uh, as it comes to the end of that two weeks, um, the the arch is almost finished, and there's a wooden brace underneath, and only the keystone remains to be to be dropped in to secure the arch. Thandor, the construction of the forts, uh, the watchtowers begins around the outside of the the city uh, and over the two weeks at, as they near completion you uh, ride out and look at the small um, defensive positions dug in by the glaives and um, you know the the training that you've been putting them and becks through uh, over the the two weeks preceding two weeks um, has kept you incredibly busy and through the whole time Bex is just stuck by your side he's um, he's been your shadow and learning from you every step of the way Arikis you go from tavern to tavern telling tales of the strength inside the people of Greymead and, and how they need to step up and um, help protect their city and numbers in the city watch and numbers of volunteers all around the city leap up as the whole city is energized by your uh, charismatic um, call to arms. You find every painter and artist in the city and task them with the painting of the clown faces. Um, and every day you go back to visit the old elven lady and every day she asks you for the song. And every day you play her a different song and it's never the right one. Uh, and you, you go through almost your whole list, you'll pop back during the day and play a different one as they come to you. And then you realize that there's only one song that you haven't played and it begins with the same four notes that came to your mind on that fateful night. But when you think back to it and it jogs your memory, and this is probably not something you would want to think about very much, I would guess. Mm. Um, as you try to think of those notes that you played in that moment, that, that song, your mind just can't, it, it wiggles around it. You can't mm. grasp onto the notes and you start to play different combinations trying to remember trying to jog your memory but it it ever elusive slips um, your mind's grasp and snatch you comb the city for extra information about the location of the, the items you um, talk to whistler and and ask for rumors you listen in taverns and um, you move around the city trying to find out uh, information that can be of assistance uh, and you do find more and more information that seems to point to this artifact laying under the temple district of mm -hmm. the city I think also during that time, I will find the services of a discreet but talented scribe to try and scribe as much of Beldaf's folio as I can uh, so that I can still return the folio to him but pass something off uh, to Nim when the time comes. Yeah, you, you find a, um, a scribe to, to copy and you give them sheafs of paper every day and swap back um, when they've completed them so that you can still keep the folio and, and study it but have those parts copied until you have a full copy and you give back the original to Beldaf having your own um, the only thing you keep from that original folio with Beldaf's permission of course um, is the two halves <laughs> is the half of the map that yeah. Beldaf had 
Can I also potentially, like, scribe some false shit to give to Nim to throw her off our trail? Like a false map or something? Just Yeah. Oh, so you're doing the copy to give to Nim? Well, I, I was thinking of it, but... Um, I might also get another copy on the side of stuff that with incorrect directions and. How much gold do you have? Left? Oh, probably not much left. But maybe right. one of these guys I, might lend me yeah, some if definitely. I if I tell them about my plans. Oh, yeah, actually, definitely. Yeah. No, I, no, fuck you. <laughs> nope. I'm actually probably pretty low. Hey, Lang uses his gold and goes yeah. down and buys an undescribed magic item that I will choose when I'm not DMing. <laughs> no, because I had a thousand gold pieces, <laughs> two hundred gold pieces in platinum from. <laughs> What's a name? No, that's um, all right. If you've got money, that's cool. And the money from the chest that we got uh, back from the goblin camp. And Lady Verisal has been paying us 100 gold pieces a week too. True. She has, yeah. Oh, so there's an extra 200 gold pieces over there. I'm not going to forget that. Yeah, good call. Good one. But yeah, I think I, I want to try I'm and please have. everybody, Gregor. I want, I want copies for us. I want to give Beldaf back his stuff and I want to throw Nim off the trail. Organising all that, you're very busy over oh, yeah. the two weeks um, getting I that all together. But yeah, you you managed to do it. So I can confirm nice. it. Good call. Good call. And Alan um, spends his days studying in the various temples and libraries of the city, trying to find um, information on the story behind this artifact of protection and whether it is something that is worth um, diving into. And after two weeks, uh, you know, the time passes incredibly quickly. During the time, you're called to a, a great dinner at the Citadel of Greymead and you all get up to a bunch of shenanigans. Uh, there's a, a number of uh, events that occur over the two weeks that, that intermingle, but you're so busy, everything just seems to fly past in a blur. Um, and two weeks later, you are each attending to your job. So, Brackeye, um, you head to the gate uh, to witness the installation of the final keystone over the archway. And uh, it's the evening and the workers are all gathered around celebrating and patting each other on the back. Uh, and Lucas um, sort of leads you out um, outside the gate. And all of the refugees now have flooded into the city and people are engaged in going out and bringing in any food from the surrounding areas to, to stockpile the city. The city has become energized in this two weeks and the placing of this keystone is like a really big momentous thing for the, the town, this final piece of the defense. And all along the wall, all around the city, all air, like all issues with it have been fixed up. All the um, space has been cleared away from the walls and as you you step out and all the workers are on the inside of the wall and um, Lucas leads you out and the, the crowd gives you a huge cheer and um, you watch as the final uh, keystone is swung into place with a crane and rope and lowered down um, between. And as it does, it's sort of getting into the late afternoon and you feel uh, the lichen on your back and shoulders which continuously keeps growing back no matter how many times you you shave it um and you've been a little like uh caught up with the the work and so you haven't trimmed it so it's it's getting quite thick and, and hard and in ridges and spikes on your back uh, and you feel them all begin to prickle uh, as a, a dark shadow of a storm cloud begins to pass over the top of your head Thandor, you are out riding, um, looking at the, the final build of the watchtowers, riding from tower to tower and, and checking the work that's done. And again, as you're riding, you know, a unit of the 
glaives of Graeme trail behind you, and behind that a unit of the city guard. All these exercises that you've been taking them with, all of these works that you're doing, um, focusing them for um, the coming battle ahead and, and training them as best you can. Um, and again, the, the hair on the back of your neck and on your arms stands up uh, as a, a dark storm cloud rolls over and starts to block out the late afternoon light. Uh, Arikis, you are playing in a pub and you, you stop uh, for the, uh, to take a break and, and get a drink. And as you walk out, the, you know, you've been playing the Gilded Phoenix almost every night and the other pubs during the day uh, and sometimes later in the evening. Um, and Begran is accustomed to you being there and, and likes you, you bring custom. So he always sets aside some food and, and a drink for you in a quiet corner. Um, and as you go to the quiet corner, you see, as you approach, you see an incredibly handsome, uh, pale man sitting on the stool next to your table where your ale and uh, food is set out, um, and smiling at you and beckons you over. They're immaculately dressed uh, and incredibly good looking. And as you walk towards the, the window um, with short hair, uh, as you walk towards the window, um, the dark storm cloud rolls over past the window. And Snatch, uh, you are walking out of the scribe shop. Uh, you've collected the last pieces of the, the folios that you've had copied uh, and you're going to sort it all out and, and take it to where it needs to go. Uh, and as you do step out of the shop onto the, the street um, you feel a splat of, of a heavy large raindrop hit you uh, on the neck and shoulder and as it does a cold chill runs through your body and the hairs stand up and the storm cloud rolls over um, and Alan um, is cozy in a library somewhere so <laughs> <laughs> as that happens the storm clouds roll over and um, the keystone drops into place and as it does there's a flash of red lightning and a swarm of spine devils swirl out of the thundercloud and streak down towards the the walls where you're standing at the west gate um, towards the guards that are stood uh, cheering on top well lucas Looks like we're going to have to put out for our goat ball practice. <laughs> Where Thandor is out in the woods with the unit, uh, the two units of guard and glaives travelling between the uh, watchtowers. Uh, as uh, the red lightning cracks overhead, the sound shatters and um, starkly lights around you. And all of a sudden, a swarm of goblins emerges from the trees near you and swarms the sides of your column. And uh, uh, two bearded devils step forward with glaives at the front of the column and challenge Fuck. you. Thandor will cry out to his troops, Timbus is with us! And will beat his chest and cast light on his glaive. Awesome. And uh, Ariki's a incredibly, perfectly handsome, pale-skinned man, talks to you, chats you up, basically, uh, and asks you about your history and where you're from and um, you're totally swept up by the charisma of this creature uh, and uh, it begins to ask you if you know about your heritage and what power lies within your heart and uh, snatch as you look up on the rooftops appear a number of goblins three goblins appear around you on the rooftops but these are not goblins like you've ever seen. They're larger and they have large bat wings. Uh, horns protrude from their forehead in the same way that 
Bruval was transformed. Yeah, it right. seems these goblins have been transformed. And they um, appear on the rooftops above you. Oh, I guess dinner's going to have to wait then. Second dinner. And Alan sits comfortably in a library. And <laughs> <laughs> that's where we'll end the game. That was episode number 30 of Dice Paper Roll. Will all the hard work our heroes have done be enough to stop the impending goblin horde who have, let's face it, well and truly arrived? Find out next week on Dice Paper Roll. If you're enjoying the show, please like and share our podcast. We love hearing your feedback too. So if you feel like chucking in a review, then go for gold. That'd be great. Thanks. Uh, so we got some um, listener mail, uh, a question uh, from Grimplesticks76. I've always been intrigued by the secret business of halfling bacon smuggling and thoroughly enjoyed the segment you did on it last year. Did you ever feel in danger whilst undercover? And is the notorious ringleader, Oham Ibn Laden, really is as fearsome as the media would, would have us believe? Oh, in... Most definitely. The, there was many times when uh, making the interviews and just trying to be f- following discreetly, being undercover, it was a very, very heinous time. Um, we saw many sacrifices of pigs. Um, there was a lot of uh, halflings um, that... I understand it's, a, it's an emotional it's time really for is. you, it, there Danny. There's just um, so many... Danny's been going through a have lot you ever since he went a, undercover. Have you, have you ever looked into a pig's eyes? They're really intelligent creatures. No, but I have looked into a dog's eyes. While you milked it? Yeah. Yeah. Vloggingly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. where you need to look. <laughs> Otherwise they move around. Uh. Well, thanks for that, Danny. Yeah. Um, and if anyone has any questions, they can email uh, us at info at dice paper roll or tweet us at dice paper roll on twitter and uh we'd love to answer your questions at the end of the episode just like this hi thanks for listening to dice paper roll we really love that you listen to our show thanks for being a legend. Your money could help us make more great podcast shows <laughs> and art works. So if you contribute some cash to Patreon. We will be able to deliver a quality podcast. <laughs> Head to patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll.
the door um, behind the counter blows open and this time it's a flaming, like, raging hellscape and a hot wind blows through and ruffles the pages of the scrapbook until it falls open on a picture of Robert Dowdy Jr. <laughs> the door slabs closed. <laughs>